of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, God, move by your spirit. Do surgery, correct us, convict us, convert us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for our illustrious choir. Delivered. Delivered. I've been set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us are free physically, but we're still bound mentally and emotionally. But when you meet Jesus, somebody said he's able. He's able to save you from the guttermost to the uttermost. He's able to snatch you out of hell with smoke still in your garments. He's able to lift you up and turn you around and plant your feet on a solid ground. He's able to put a new song in my mouth, even praise. And the Bible says many shall see it and they will praise the Lord. Can I get a witness? You just a sample for the Savior. He gets you straight. Then others look at you and say, what in the world has happened to them? And then if you're faithful, you'll say, Jesus, and he'll get all of the glory. He'll get all of the praise. He'll get all of the honor. Can I get a witness? Delivered. I've been set free. My God, today, I was bound. I was hooked up. I was messed up. I was choked up. But when Jesus came into my life, he touched me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I'm free, 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 free. Preacher, preacher, how do you know when you're free? I can say no to sin. Can I get a witness? That's free. Hallelujah. I can lead and not follow. That's free. Can I get a witness? I got my own mindset. I was born twice. I'm only going to die once. I'm saved, 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 saved. I'm free. I am free. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Bless his name. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Isn't he good? He's good. And see, 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 I keep telling you, this thing is in three tenses. We're we, we trying to put everything together and come worship God. This thing is in three tenses. First, first of all, we, we ought to be praising God for what he has already done. Listen, if, if I just said for what he's already done, we, we ought to be shouting and running around this church. Can I get a witness? For what he has already done. Well, what has he done, preacher? He, he snatched me out of hell. Hallelujah. He put me on a street called straight. Hallelujah. That, that's what he's already done. Then the second phase is what he's doing right now. Right now, this morning. Right now, he's, yeah, he's given me a liberty to walk in him. Can I get a witness? Yeah, and then the third phase is what he's going to do by faith. Faith believing, we've got the victory. See, you got to believe in these three tenses because look, sometimes in this tense of the present, you can't see the victory of the future. But faith says, oh, there's going to be a victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there, there's going to be a victory. Weeping may endure. I'm talking to somebody. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, joy, joy will come in the morning. Hallelujah. And you got to start preaching to yourself. You got to start talking to yourself. Can I get a witness? You, you, you got to know that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. You got to repeat the promises. Can I get a witness? I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen a seed begging bread. Can I get a witness? And we know that all things are working together for what? The good of them that love the Lord and them that are called according to his purposes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to God. Listen, listen, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up. What God wants, if you look at Hebrews 11, he's calling for martyrs, witnesses. He, he, he's calling for, he wants a witness. Yeah, in, in, in Genesis 4, Abel was a witness of his worship. God said, bring me an offering, and Abel brought him the right offering. He killed an animal and shed the blood and gave it to God, and his, his twin brother Cain brought the wrong offering. He gave God what he wanted God to have. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says God had, listen, God had favor unto Abel. So Abel was a witness about the worship of God. How to approach a holy God. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Are y'all getting this? Then Enoch walked with God. 
uh, yeah, Abel's about worship, Enoch's about the walk. He kept walking so close to God until it was more of God than less of him, till it was all God and none of him. He walked with God, and the Bible says, and Enoch was no more. Can you imagine walking so close to God that you disappear? Can I get a witness? Walking so close to God that it is no more of you, it's all him. I wish I had a witness up in this place. Yeah. And then Noah worked for God. Noah built an ark in the woods. It never had rain on earth. Can I get a witness? And they said, Noah, what you doing? He said, building an ark. Why? He said, because it's going to rain. Didn't he say that? He not, yeah. Abel worshiped. He not walked. Yeah, Noah worked, but Abraham and the patriarchs had to wait. Can I get a witness? And you and I got to wait. But they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He'll mount you up with wings like eagles. You'll run and not get weary. You'll walk and not faint. God have mercy. We go, we go back through this, <laughs> these great, amen, Hall of Fame of Faith. Abel worshiped, Enoch walked, Noah worked, Abraham waited, but Joseph was wounded. Are y'all getting this? Come on now. And the Bible says you didn't hear anything out of Joseph. They sold him into Egypt. Can I get a witness? Went into Potiphar's house, went to prison two years. But the Bible kept saying, but the Lord was with Joseph. And when the Lord is with you, he's more than the world against you. Can I get a witness? Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is with me. I don't care where I go. The Lord is with me. I don't care what happens. The Lord is with me. I don't care what you do to me, the Lord is with me. And, and, and Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. This is why you ought to come to Wednesday Bible study. See, all this was taught in Wednesday. Can I get a witness? Turn to your neighbor and say, I just got a bless. I just got blessed off of a Wednesday night. God bless you. Here we go. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Hosea. That's after the book of Daniel. Hosea, first minor prophet. Hosea, chapter 14. Hosea, H-O-S-E-A. Hosea. Not Hosea, Hosea. As like one preacher said, turn to the Malachi papers. <laughs> he meant Malachi. <laughs> Hosea chapter 14 and verse 4. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. Ah. <sighs> For mine anger is turned away from him. Lord, have mercy. Mm. 
I will heal their backslide. Hmm. Um, a liberating love. A liberating love. Now, we in the New Testament can't backslide. We slide back. When God says, I will heal their backsliding, that means when God gets finished, not only will you not go back, you won't even want to go back. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, the healing of your backsliding deals with your direction and your desires. Are you getting this? Ah. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. The world's love and the love of the word are diametrically opposed. One to the other. And um, one is natural, that's the love of the world, is natural to us because all of it emanates from the old nature. But the love of the word is unnatural. Amen. That's what we learn through the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and this, this, this situational love explains a lot that Amen. Uh, uh, the love, the, the, the world's love is an attitude of feelings. How we feel. Well, I don't feel appreciated. I don't feel loved. I don't feel valued. Um, the love of the world is not only an attitude of feelings, but is, it is an attraction to one's flesh. So when I was in the world, it was nothing to think I was in love when I saw something that turned me on. Are y'all going to say amen? Amen. Amen. Going to a party and see a pretty girl say, oh, I'm in love. The love of the world is also not only an attitude of feelings, attraction to the flesh, but an appetite for sexual fulfillment. That on TV and the movies, everything dealing with love is, amen, connected to sex. Isn't that right? Hmm. And, 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 and not only the flesh and... Uh, the fulfillment of sexual amen, uh, but also an appeal for compatible fellowship. We, we, we think that in order to be in love, we got to be with somebody that's compatible to us. Yeah, what's your sign? stars don't line up, we got problems. Yeah, praise his name. 
But 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 listen, God's love, the love of the word, the love that's reflected in the word is not a feeling, it's a function. And this is when you grow up spiritually. It's a, it's a function. Uh, it's fulfilling a function. For God so loved the world. You think God loved the world because of feelings? God would have struck us all dead when we put his son up on the cross. But he had a higher priority. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. Are you getting this? It, it, it is a function and, and it is an atmosphere of service. The word biblical love serves. Biblical love is not selfish nor self-centered. It's not somebody serving you. It's you serving somebody else. Can I get a witness? Y'all getting quiet on me. And, 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 and it, it carries an application of sacrificial giving. Now the word sacrificial means giving to hurts. You, you are giving until it costs you something. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, 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 and it's an attitude of submission and surrender to God's purposes. It's selfless and, and, and is only situated in God's word. It complements, does not compete. It complements, amen, one another. So when we look at these two diametrically opposed words for love, it's interesting, even the Hebrew word haset has to do with a sacrificial, uh, 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 compassionate love of God. That when we we look at this matter of um, of love, and you know we we know all the records and the words. You know, I found love on a two way street, lost it on a lonely highway. That wasn't love. What what does love have to do with it? Are you kidding me? It's a secondhand emotion. Goodness. Uh, so, if we don't get these definitions straight, then our direction becomes confused. Can I get a witness? And and you don't fall in love; you grow in love. Let's listen. You learn how to love. Can I get a witness? And 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 everybody that's learning how to love somebody else has to pay a price because you you are learning lord have mercy how to love this particular person with all their baggage all their history all their hurts and in spite of them you gonna love them yeah you gotta love the history you gotta love the hurt and you gotta love the hell you gotta love it all can i get when you get a package you get the whole package do i have a witness I'm so sick and tired of people getting married thinking they're getting just one piece of the package. No, you getting one piece of the package on a wedding day, you'll get the other two-thirds as you come back from the honeymoon. In the name of Jesus. You, come on now, y'all can talk back to me. Well, I thought, I didn't know. Well, God bless you. We all thought the same thing. We all didn't know the same thing. Can I get a witness? Yeah, so so child of God, what what uh what we have before us, 
The story of Hosea, we find a tinge of marriage, ministry, malfunction, but most of all, mercy. What a merciful God. What a merciful God. Do you know how, you know how, do you know how patient God has been with us? What a long-suffering God. Turn to your name and say, I called God, I, I caused God a lot of suffering. He's long-suffering. Now, 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 I ain't finished. If it, if it applies, I caused my husband a lot of suffering. No, come on, say it. Y'all ain't saying it now because you don't believe it. Say it. I caused my wife a lot of suffering. I caused my kids a lot of suffering. I got one more. I caused my pastor a lot. All right, here we go. Lord, have mercy. There's ungodly reasoning here, ungod a ruptured relationship, and a righteous redemption. Redemptive love is a purchasing one out of poverty, their poverty. It is a purchasing one out of their pollution. It is a, it is a purchasing out of pitiful history. Three things I want you to see. That if I choose to love you, I've got to purchase you out of your poverty. Now, now, the first thing is, we run around here thinking we don't handle poverty. Oh, yes, we do. And we got more poverty yeah. than poverty yeah. itself has. Yeah. Amen. It's going to cost you something to love another person. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Let me look at the clock and preach. You, 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 you got to love them out of their poverty. You got to love them. Lord, have mercy. Yeah. We got some poverty up in this place, Doc. Mmm. Mmm. Out, out of their pitiful sense of history and out of their pollutions, addictions, habits, things that we choose not to cut off but keep them quiet, cover them, camouflage. In denial. It's what the church doesn't see. Uh oh. But it's what somebody close to you does see. That our Lord Jesus Christ personified a significant sacrifice of grace when he died on the cross. Love we don't deserve. And, and not only did he personify, amen, a, a sacrifice of grace, but he, he, he personified a spectacular service of guidance when he washed the disciples' feet in John chapter 13. And they didn't even know what was going on. They was arguing who was the greatest. He took off, he took off his robe and took a basin, filled it with water, and he said, what I'm doing now, you don't even know. But you will know later. That... Listen to this. Here's a principle about the washing of feet I didn't bring out this morning. The greater 
always serves the lesser. You have a responsibility to serve those that you think are less. I'll come back to that. If you would be great, become nothing. That when we look at these principles, he not only personified a significant sacrifice of grace and a spectacular service of guidance, but he personified, Lord have mercy, and secured God's forgiveness to his glory when he rose from the dead and sits in all power on the throne. The prophet Hosea, whose name means salvation, same root as Joshua and Jesus. All three roots mean the same thing. Salvation. He, he lived and prophesied in the northern kingdom. He was a contemporary of Isaiah and Micah. Amos was in the northern kingdom. Uh, Jeroboam II, the evil king in the north, uh, because of spiritual pollution and, and spiritual bankruptcy, he was sent to preach and, and, and this moral corruption is what permeates the world right now. And the book of Hosea by theme is, the, is God's loyal love to his covenantal people. We see a major miscue in a marriage. We see a failed partner. We see... Amen. A love in the face of liability. We see a whole lot of things in this depiction of a story, but there are three characteristics of God's love that I want to home in on that we all have to learn through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because naturally, what we call love, God doesn't call love. Now, let me give you all the words for love, and, and I'll run through them real quickly. First is phileo, P-H-I-L-E-O. Phileo has to do with friendship love. Friendship love in the Greek. Then eros, E-R-O-S, is where we get our word erotic. That's a sexual, sensual love. That's the... Like you on a breathing machine. That's what's depicted on TV, movies. Third is sorge. S-O-R-G-E. Sorge has to do with a mother's love for a child. And then the agapeo, the agape love is God's love, which is solely to give and expect nothing back in return. It is so difficult for us to cross this chasm from the world's love of feelings, flesh, sexual fulfillment. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Uh, over to the other side of service, sacrifice, amen, support, amen, and, and just sell it out for another person's good. It's not natural. It's here that we want to try to, for the time we have, 
and I'm an educator in, 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 in the word, so I'm interested in you leaving with something and not just shouting about nothing. You'll get that on the way home too. Folk come home from church, they, oh, we had a good time in church. He preached. What did he preach? I don't know, but he preached. That's right. We got Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable worship, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So church is all about renewing your mind. First, I want to look at a love which reflects God's grace. Now, the word grace is love we don't deserve. And eight minutes, go back to chapter one. It's a redemption to purchase, to put away, and it's a reception to release, to pull back. Are you with me? The Bible says in the New Testament, listen to this. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we need to differentiate. The law. What is the law? The law and works. And there are, there are people who are good people. They love the Lord, but they're still in the Old Testament. The law and words always leads to failure and fault finding. If a lot of your time is finding fault in others, you're under the law of Moses. And you really have forget from you have forgotten from whence you came. And if somebody don't shake you up, you might just walk out the door thinking that you deserve to be saved. Law, law, law not only leads to failure and fault finding, legalism is a pride, license is a pollution, and when I am caught up in the rigidness of rules, I'm critical, I'm cold, and I'm cruel. That's what's wrong with some of us and our children, and they see it. When you were 16 and 17, you were in a whole bunch of hot mess. And because you never released yourself, you automatically put that on your kids. You got a nerve to raise up the rule flag with rigidness and roughness when you and I lived like a dog. Instead of you saying in a counseling mood, baby, your mom, your dad, you know, at this age, I made some mistakes. 
And, and, and I just want to be honest with you. I want you to avoid what I mean. You can say, I'll tell you in heaven. But see, here, here's, here's, the, here's the principle here. How I see myself, I see you. What I hold to myself, I hold to you. The bondages to myself are my bondages to you. So, 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 so this matter of law is demanding, is difficult, is resistant, is rebellious. It's you taking a back step and omitting yourself out of the equation as if you never sinned. Grace, on the other hand, shows a pity. Thank God that God is pitiful. He remembers that our frames are but what? Dust. Thank God that he's not only pitiful, but he pardons. He promotes when we don't deserve it. I'm talking to somebody up in here. Can I get a witness? He does not give us what we deserve. By God's grace, God is about to prophesy through this prophet a forgiveness in spite of their moral and spiritual bankruptcy. So God comes to Hosea the prophet, and by the way, he prophesied under four known kings, Uzziah, who overstepped his bounds in the priesthood and God struck him with leprosy, Jotham, who got a little careless with God's word and principles, and Jotham set it up so the next king, Ahaz, started serving Baal, had Baal worship under Ahaz, and then Hezekiah comes along, who was a good king, asked God for 15 more years, Amen. And Hezekiah comes along only to slow down the process of judgment. And after Hezekiah left, God brought all the judgment on Israel and Judah. Ten tribes in the north, two tribes in the south. When you, when you look at the historicity of this text, it, 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 it blows our mind that uh, God is saying now to the prophet, here's what I want you to do. I want you to marry a woman of Harlot tree. This is not an allegory. Some commentators call it an allegory. It's not an allegory. What God is basically saying is, you're going to prophesy that she may not have been a prostitute when you married her, but she's going to turn into one. She's going to have her lovers. She's going to go to bed with them in spite of your marriage to her. She's going to flirt with other men. She's going to lay with other men as Israel laid with other gods. And because, and this is God talking, because I hate divorce, I'm going to win her back. Yeah. And I'm going, in spite of her sins, 
I'm going to purchase her freedom. Her name is Gomer. She's fractured. She has failed. And futuristically, she's going to be unfaithful. Hmm. Let me let me stop pausing part and, and give some insight. God is so deep that he has already chosen each and every one of you, including me, to represent him as a witness in a certain way. Now, to the young men out here, God is not telling you to go marry a prostitute. Don't do it. He's not, he's not telling you to do that because I don't want you to leave here and go into Philly and say, well, there's one I'm going to add. Now, I, 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 God did not ask you to marry a prostitute. I, I, I got to give this testimony, though. About 15 years ago, about 15 years ago, we were, we were at CORE. It was packed. And this very nice-looking lady in the back stood and gave a testimony. She said, you know, I praise God. I was a prostitute. And the Lord saved me. And when she gave the testimony, all the men did like this. <laughs> I have never seen so many men after core greet her. <laughs> I thought Beyonce was up in here or something, man. I, I, I just didn't, I, I never saw that. Another story for another day. But look at this. you're going to have two children one is named Jezreel which means God will scatter future judgment the other is Loami not pity not my people and, 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 and then so God is setting this thing up so that listen Hosea married to Gomer is but a microcosm of what God plans to do with Israel. I'm going to let you lay with other gods. I'm going to let you worship other gods. I'm going to let you forget me and your worship. I'm going to let you take advantage of my da-da-da and then I'm coming after you. Coming to draw you back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So one of the things that comes out of this great Love story is verse 7. Everything I've been talking about is verses 1 to 6, chapter 1. Look at verse 7. But I will have what? Mercy upon the house of Judah. I will save them by the Lord their God. I will not save them by bow, sword, nor by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. God says, it's me that's coming to bring you back. Now let's stop pausing part. Thank God that we serve a loving God of, of patience, a loving God, amen, who is virtuous, a loving God who, listen, comes to get us. I, I don't know if that means anything to you. 
That means if I fall out of the house of the Lord this morning, if I fall out of fellowship, if I fall out of the word, if I fall out of praying, if I fall out of fellowship, reading my Bible and, and fellowshipping with the saints, if none of you come, God's going to come. Can I get a witness? He's going to find me wherever I settle. If you make your bed in hell, he's there. If you get on the wings of the morning, he's there. What a mighty God. Adam, where are you? He was searching for Adam. He'll come. Won't he come? Some of y'all know he uh, will come because he came and got you. Don't get new up in here this morning. You had strayed. You had backslid. You went back. Come on now. You messed up. You got tired. And you went back out there. But grace. Grace, 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 grace. Grace got you. And grace didn't kick you. Grace wooed you back. Grace loved you back. Grace held you back. Grace will come and get you. That's what God will do. Won't he do it? And I can tell you something else about experience. When you get out of fellowship and get back out there, God ain't sending no tow truck to get you. There are Christians already in place. I'm preaching now. That's going to meet you wherever you go. And they're not going to say what you want them to say. Can I get a witness? But they're going to say it with a bunch of love. Can I get a witness? Why did you leave the place of God for this piece of dirt? That's a loving God. When a prodigal son wasted all his money with, with riotous living and women, and when he got broke and started eating with the pigs, the Bible says he started talking to himself. Why am I out here with these pigs when my father owns everything? Why, why, why? He's, he, the Bible says he said within himself, I'm going back home. And here's what I want. He said, let me rehearse it. This is what I'm going to say to my father. Father, I have sinned. Lord, have mercy. And I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just make me a hired servant. Didn't he do that? But the father was on the lookout. And the father had his arms open. And the father said, put sandals on his feet and put a ring on his finger. Can I get a witness? Put a robe on his back. Why? Because my son that was dead is now alive. I'm going to have mercy. I'm going to have mercy. A reaffirmation of the Abraham covenant. I'm going to have mercy. There's a remnant God is coming after. Can I get a witness? But I will have mercy. See, that's grace. Thank God for grace. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know why I can preach like this? Because, see, I have fallen. Yeah, I have fallen. And watch the goodness of the Lord. Watch the pity and mercy, the tenderness of the Lord. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't praying with me. The Lord is good. Nahum said he's a stronghold in the time of trouble. And look, and he knoweth them that trust in 
him. You say, well, I, I, I hope I never get to the place where I'm about. You will. Keep living. You will. You're going to get to that boulevard of indecision. And say, you know what? I'm tired and I'm weary and I'm worn and I'm messed up and I'm crying and I, 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 I can't see the light from the day. You'll get there. But yea, though I walk through, through the valley of, of, of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Isn't he with you? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my... You know what brings tears to my eyes? That God waits to be wanted. That's what messes me up. He woos us back with his love. Thank you, Jesus. I know where you are. I know how you feel. I know what you've been through. But I'm here to take you home. I'm here. I'm here to renew your strength. I'm, I'm here to uh, put you on eagle's wings. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here to help you in spite of your history. A love which reflects God's grace. And, and, and listen, always keep God's grace at the forefront of your mind. We are saved by God. Grace through faith. Ephesians 2 8 9. And that faith, what you think is yours is not yours. It's a gift of God. You, 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 you know, when I think about the eternality of God, theology, uh, theologically, when I think about the eternality of God, here's what God did God comes along in his eternality. And God, listen, he elects us. Romans 10, he elects us before the foundation of the world and then he sends a grace and a faith to take over. And when, when it takes over, then God declares, he declares that there is no chance that you and I can fall away. It's called the perseverance of the saints. So now God adds the perseverance into the equation. So even if I want to fall away, I can't fall away. Some of us have tried to fall away. Hey, can I get a witness? And we can't fall away. We, we, we get so far and we got to, it's almost like God keeps pulling us back. We, we get to the end and God starts yanking us in. Can I get a witness? It's called the person. You ain't got nothing to do with that. That's not you. That's not your strength. That's not your power. That's God. And there's somebody in your family, somebody in your marriage, somebody on your job that God expects you to extend mercy to. Just like I released you, release them. Got folk coming to church trying to shout, and that bitterness and anger and unforgiveness, you can't even get your hand up. You just as chained as Hercules was. Are y'all getting me? See, I know what's wrong with you. 
I ain't talking to all y'all. When I'm up here shouting and we shouting and you're sitting out there like this. I said, there you go. Telltale sign. There's something in your life blocking the free flow of the Holy Spirit. We got the best choir in the world, the best musicians in the world. Amen. We're getting the best filet mignon word in the world. But you can't get excited because you're full of hell. Can I get a witness? You're constipated. You're all messed up. You're, you come to church like the hunchback of Notre Dame. And you sit in your seat. You throw a dollar in the plate. And, and you're trying to get excited, but you can't. But I dare you. I double dare you. I triple dare you to repent and, and confess your sins and throw them on the table. And watch God do wonders. Can I get a witness? You'll run around this church. You'll praise his name. You'll shout forevermore because he's able. Grace. Grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch. I, I, I said wretch. Wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. Do I have a witness? When you understand the product called grace, you break out in a shout because you know that you know that you know that you know good. You know, you know that you know that God is able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that. You ask for faith to the only wise God, our Savior. Lord, you don't owe me anything. Everything came through grace. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thanking you for starting me on my way. Thank you for watching over my children. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. getting this can I get a witness thank you Jesus you have not dealt with me according to my sins nor have you rewarded me according to my iniquities but you've been mighty good you've been good Lord Lord if I really had to tell it you've been good oh yeah my prayer all my prayers were answered oh yeah I, I, I have I have pains in my body. I got health issues. Children away with. Marriage is in trouble. But God, He's rich. He's rich. He's rich in mercy. He's rich. He's rich. Sometimes I want to question the goodness of God. Well, Lord, where are you? He said, didn't you walk out of that car accident? 
Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? When the doctors thought you had this, I made it disappear. When you felt like dying, I revived your spirit. Say it. Say it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I used to wonder why the old folk, when I first got saved, the old folk be in church and they say, Lord, if you never do another thing, you've done enough already. bless me. Lord, if you never give me, you've already given to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I don't mean no harm or disrespect, but I should be dead of AIDS. But God. But God. But. But God. But, 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 reflects God's grace but we see a love which reflects God's guidance doesn't he guide us when we don't even want to be guided won't God guide you won't he direct you see 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 listen 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 hold on, hold on. See, we are so we are so logical in our thinking and logic doesn't apply to God. So for us, when we come to an intersection of trouble, travail, 
We sit there and we pray for direction. That's logic. God says, I'm so deep. I got that help waiting before the trouble starts. I put this in place. Your trouble started back here. I got something waiting up there for you. But when did you put that up there before the foundation of the world? I had that thing scheduled to be there. Do I have a witness? So when we start going through trouble and we, we crying and praying and, and crying and praying, and then we get caught in gear and the Spirit just pushes us a little bit. He keeps pushing us because he knows the answers right here. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, when you understand that God, that God functions like that, can I get a witness? Amen. It's here. It's here. Chapter 3 real quick. Look how he purchases that which is unfruitful. Are you with me? Hanging there with me now. We coming there for land. Look at 3, 1 and 2. Then said the Lord unto me, go, go yet, love a woman beloved of her friends and adulteress according to the love of the Lord, microcosm, toward the children of Israel who look to other gods and love flagons of wine. Lord have mercy. God is saying that in his sense of giving, Lord have mercy, there is a repentance, there's a forgiveness. But here's what we brought up this morning. He gives towards the other person's good. Now, 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 let, me, let me slow up. When I was in the world running the streets, it was me, myself, and I. Are y'all getting this? I wasn't concerned about what you wanted. Really, would. Are y'all getting me? I was dating Sister Gordon before we got married. I, I said, come on, we're going to go to the movies tonight. She said, what are we going to see? I said, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll pick the movies. <laughs> Should have said Godzilla. But look. So my wife is in the photography. Uh, for me, I'll take a Polaroid and take a picture. I, I don't care about photography, but that's what she likes. So sacrificial giving is not what I want. It's what she likes. And it's me reaching over the cosm to send her to Utah or wherever she wants to go to take pictures of butterflies and trees because I don't care about butterflies and trees. <laughs> I'd rather be in a hotel eating hot wings and watching ESPN. You, you, you understand? I, I don't like, I don't, in fact, in fact, deep down inside, I even think it's a little dumb, stupid, you yeah. That's what she likes. Are y'all getting me? So my support is not for me, it's for her. Are y'all getting this? But wait a minute, I had to grow to that. Because before I grew to that, where I go, you go. Book a roof. So, in the world, you know, what's in it for me? Are y'all getting this? Sacrificial love is giving towards the other's good. 
And when you mature in marriage, here's what you say. Okay, baby, what, what can I do for you? Oh, you're not even part of the equation. Same with women. And then and, and giving helps another to reach their meaningful goals. Meaningful goals. I've been here 28 years. My wife's a systems analyst. I asked her to come out of work to assist me as my chief administrator running this vast ministry of thousands. She gave up her job. She's making great money. She gave up her job to help me here with the hard hits. My point is, she was investing in my goals. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? This, this, this one for her, even though her and Kenya did a great job yesterday teaching, but this one for her, this was my goals. I'm the pastor. It's investing in another person's goals. It's complementing another person's to their fullest potential. That's what, that's what mature love does. Are y'all getting this? Everything ain't about me, myself, and I. Thing is me. Getting quiet up on me. Mm. I, I, was, I was teasing on Wednesday. You know, I was back there teaching. I was teaching fast, acting crazy. And I said, when I married, she's going for her intelligence. I, I didn't go any further. So later on, you know, I just said, no, 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 it was more than that. She's very intelligent, you know, master's degree, system analyst, but she's pretty. She was a, she was a Sunday school teacher for 30, 30 years ago. She taught Pastor Price. Pastor Price sat in her Sunday school class 30 years ago. And a uh, vibrant teacher. Great gifts. Great, great attitude. Now, listen. Now, the flesh and the devil hit both of us. Well, uh, you know, she ain't bringing this and he ain't bringing this. Same in your marriage. Same in your marriage. Uh, same in your marriage. You ain't married to no Superman. Clark Kent go in a phone booth, take off his glasses, and da -da 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 -da. that ain't happening. If anything, he go into the phone booth and the phone booth fall. That, that ain't happening. All of us have areas that God can assist us to develop and blossom if we just supply love. Are y'all getting this? Turn to chapter 6 real quick. We coming in. Taking my time, I'm out of here. Look at this. <laughs> Chapter 6, verse 1. Come and let us, here it is, return unto who? The Lord. He's talking to the remnant, future remnant, for he hath torn, he will heal us, he hath smitten, he will bind us up. Notice the contradictory terms facing each other. Let's return. The Lord has torn, but he will heal. The Lord has smitten, but he will bind up. Are you seeing that? And, 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 and after two days will he revive us. The third day he'll raise us up. And we shall live in his sight. My God. 
Now turn to chapter 14, verses 1 to 3 real quick. We got to go. O Israel, here's that word again, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words and turn the Lord, say unto him, take away all iniquity, receive us graciously, grace, so we will render the cows of our lips. And Asher shall not save us, we will not ride upon horses, neither will we say any more in the work of our hands. Ye are gods, for in thee the fatherless findeth what? Now, 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 now we're about to close. He, 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 he gives us this great guidance of what he's going to do. And then finally, we see a love which reflects his glory. Look at, look, look, look at 14, 4 again. I will, what? Heal their backsliding. Now, let me stop, pause, and pause. There are things, that's good. There are things in us make us vulnerable not only to sin but returning to sin are y'all getting this there are addictions and habits and history that God knows Satan uses against us doesn't he do it I can tell you right now the way your parents operated is having an effect on your marriage today you can be in denial all you want. They were your models. Now it doesn't all have to be it doesn't all have to be bad, but maybe your dad was dominant and your mother just shut down. Well, that means your husband in for a fight. You ain't shutting down. Because you came up and watched that and you resented it. Is that a possibility, uh, Dr. Bruce Wendler? He's a doctor. That's a possibility, isn't it? Maybe your dad came home and, and, and threw the money on the table for the bills, but there was no physical relationship. To him, that was love. Maybe, maybe that's your brand of love. Maybe, maybe your dad was too man, manly to go to church. So you don't think church is that important. Maybe your mother was mouthy. And now you're mouthy. Is that a possibility, Dr. Becker? <laughs> Maybe you didn't grow up in a leave it to beaver environment where mom wore a dress when she was making toast and dad came home and hello. Don't you ever think you're not products of the past? All of us are. Can I get it? But here comes the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. And he says, the bunk stops here. I'm not going to allow you to relive all that hell. I will heal your backslidings. Can I get a witness? I will love you freely. For my anger is turned away. There'll be repentance. There'll be restoration. There'll be return. There'll be receiving, releasing, repentance, and renewal. Jesus gave us redemptive love. Jesus restores us. Jesus reconciled us. Jesus renews us. 
That's why we ought to shout. It's not what we are, it's what we're going to be. It's not where we are, it's where we're going to end up. Can I get a witness? When I called on his name, he's got my end from the beginning. When I called on his name, he's going to heal every disease I have. He's, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to uh, mentor me mentally. So I'm not a midget anymore, but I'm magnifying his holy and everlasting name. He's going to give me a praise I never had before because he gives me a liberating love. Doesn't he give us a liberating love? A love of grace, a love of guidance, a love of glory. That's why we praise the name of Jesus it's not over until it's over he's worthy and he worthy he's worthy to be praised with all of our mess the medicine man is on his way he's a medicine that's why that's why Jeremiah said he's a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin sick soul. In here, bomb, he's a wheel in the wheel. That's what Ezekiel said. He's a city on a hill. That's what Abraham said. Can I get a witness? He's king of kings. He's, he's lord of lords. Jesus gives us the power and persuasion. Jesus gives us a liberating love not flesh, not self-fulfillment. He gives us a liberating love. It's a love of grace. It's a love of guidance. It's a love of glory. Can I get a witness? Well, God, for your grace, guidance, and glory, what do you want me to do? God says, just give me some gratitude. Can I get a witness? I dare you to thank me for what I've already done. I dare you to thank me for what I'm doing right now. I dare you to thank me for what I'm going to do. Faith believing, I've already had the victory. Can I get a witness? I've been healed by the hands of the master. I've been healed in my mind. I've been healed in my heart. I've been healed in my bitterness. I've been healed in my unforgiveness. I, I've been healed in all of my history. Can I get a witness? And because he healed me, I can holler, I can holler his name. Thank you, Lord, for being so good. Thank you, Lord, for turning me around. Thank you, Lord, for planting my feet on solid ground. You are my doctor. You are my counselor. You are my psychologist. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are. You're everything. You're everything. You're everything. You're everything. You're everything. You're everything. Let's stay on our feet. As every hit is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You want Jesus to save you. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again with all power in his hands. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved this morning. Is there one? Jesus wants to save you. So you don't go to hell, you go to heaven. So he'll start working on the healing process. Is there one? Or perhaps you are saved, you're looking for a church home. Raise your hand. 
Is there one? Is there one? We love you. Please be seated. Turn to First Corinthians chapter 11 as we get ready to enter into our Lord's Supper. First Corinthians chapter 11, do it quietly, please. Church, say amen. amen. Bless the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Shh, everybody's quiet. Nobody's moving. Eleven twenty-three, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. The purpose of the Lord's Supper is our attitude of acknowledgement to his remembrance as a memorial. This act was so significant theologically and spiritually and important that our Lord wants this act to be repeated often. Look what he says, as off as ye drink. These are symbolic elements, not trans uh, uh, substantiation like the Catholics do. It's, it's symbolic. The wafer symbolic of his body, the, the wafer symbolic of his blood. This do look in remembrance of me. It's a memorial. Secondly, move from the purpose to the principle in verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he said, take ye. And then after the same, he took also the cup. When he had stepped, stopped, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. And as often as you do this, drink it in, again, remembrance of me. It's, it's, it's an attitude of, amen, appreciation. The New Covenant is different from the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant was with the blood of animals, and offered by men, but the new covenant was ratified when Jesus once and for all died on a cross for our sins. And then we move to the pattern 25b. After the same manner, he took, he took the blood, and then verse 26, for as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Now, there were three cups at this table. The first two cups pass. The third cup, Jesus said this, specificity, this is the Lord's Supper. In some churches, they have what we call love feasts. On the third go-around, this will celebrate the Lord's Supper. And then look at verse 26 to point real quick. For as often as you do this, you do drink till I come back in my kingdom. And, 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 and so the point is that communion points to the physical incarnation, sacrificial death, resurrection, and the coming of his kingdom in the clouds. And here's the precaution, verse 27 to 34. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, which is an adverb, not an adjective, none of us are worthy, but an adverb says manner. You do this in a wrong manner, unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood. Uh, if you do this in a wrong manner, you will be judged just as if you put Jesus to death. That's how sacred this is. Look at this. He says, for this cause, people that have made this a blasé situation, 
Some are weak, some are sick, some are dead. For if you would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. For when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for one another. That is a, that is a love for one another. If any man hunger, let him eat at home. That simply means don't misuse the purpose of this table. This table is a memorial to Jesus. And when we partake, we, have, we don't have all these attitudes of anger and unforgiveness. Uh, we, we confess our sins and ask God to forgive us. And we approach this table the right way. Discerning. That means pay attention to what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because Jesus died and was buried and rose again the third day. Let's all bow in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus. Thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And that you're sitting at the right hand side of God with all power in your hand. Lord God, we choose to ask forgiveness of all of our sins. Anything you deem wrong, we place it under the blood of Jesus. Any attitude, anything. And God, as we partake of the Lord's Supper, this great memorial, we are remembering your death, burial, and resurrection, and we are praising you in a memorial till you come back. Bless every home under the sound of my voice. Bless the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Now reach down and grab the elements out of the basket. If you're not saved, do not partake. You will be eating.